Hello, everybody. Common Sense Christianity here. Hope everybody is doing well. You know, I've gotten a lot of email from Trinitarians who insist that Jesus is the angel of the Lord. Okay? And I've done a podcast, I believe, on this, but not specifically to about the angel of the Lord. Really, I did it with about his Shalia. Okay? So, because Trinitarians are flabbergasted that Jesus is not in the Old Testament whatsoever, I mean, you'll never see it talking about the pre-incarnate Jesus. You'll never talk about, you know, Jesus, uh, basically, you know, the the uh, the prophet Moses could have written, you know, this is the pre-incarnate Christ. Uh, Christ. This is the prophet that everybody was waiting for, actually, that he's going to come down in the flesh. But this is Yohevave. It's God Almighty himself, right? So they use these mental gymnastics and these little puzzles and riddles to put Jesus, for instance, in Genesis 18, where it talks about you know, being being the uh, the Lord, right? So, what they want to do is they want to pigeonhole Jesus Christ into Genesis 18 as an angel. So, this is a primary example, and and we talk about it says right here, and the Lord appeared to him by the oaks. Okay, now now pay attention to this. In Genesis 18, it says in 18:1, it says, and the Lord appeared to him by the oaks. Okay, in this translation, they have. Uh, Genesis 18, they have it capitalized, okay? So if we look at the interlinear on Genesis 18.1, it has it capitalized and it says the Lord, Yahweh or Yohevave or whatever, okay? The Lord, the proper name of the God of Israel. Now pay attention. So in Genesis 18.1, it says, then the Lord appeared to, the, to Abraham by the oaks of memory in the heat, okay? So it's establishing right now that Yahweh appeared, okay? And, said, and then it says, As he sat at the door of his tent in the heat of the day, he lifted up his eyes and looked, and beheld, behold, three men stood in front of him. When he saw them, he ran from the tent door to meet them, okay, three men, and bowed himself to the earth. This is worshiping, okay? So he's bowing himself to the earth and said, My Lord, okay, they shifted over now, okay? They shifted over from Lord Yahweh to little lord okay adani okay adani adoni however you want to say it is actually adoni but i use i just say adani but they use ad adoni here okay my lord so they shift over from the lord appeared to him okay and then abraham said my lord adoni it simply means master or rule so the trinitarian argument falls apart because they insist that that this is jesus christ along with the angels right this is Jesus Christ, but Abraham calls him Adoni, and it simply means master. It doesn't it shifts from Yahweh? It says Yahweh, Yahweh appeared, and then it goes to Adoni. So Abraham is saying, "My Lord, if I have found favor in your sight, do not pass by your servant." Okay. So what do we get out of this? I'll break it down. When it says Yahweh appeared, it's it's the presence of God. It doesn't matter if it could be a prophet, it could be an angel, it could be a disciple. So this is a person or angels or whatever sent from God. So when it says Yahweh appeared, it's his shalia. It's his representative. It's, it's God himself in his representatives, right? So he's, he's, they're, you know, they're sent as agents, just like Jesus said. If you see me, you see the Father. Basically, hey, I'm God's representative. So whatever I say, God tells me to say it. And you're basically disrespecting God if you disrespect me. So the fact that they shift between the parallel between Yohevave and then Adoni shows you that 
it's not Jesus Christ. Okay, three men show up. Abraham says, my Lord, if I have found favor in your sight, do not pass by your servant. Let a little water be brought and wash your feet and rest yourselves under a tree. And basically goes through this and said, Abraham hastened into this tent of Sarah, make ready quick three measures of fine, you know, talks about this. And then they said to him, where is Sarah, your wife? And he said, she is in the tent. The Lord said, I surely, I will surely return to you in the spring. So if we go to Genesis 18, 10, and we look at the interlinear, and everybody should have this ready when you're looking at the Bible, because it makes things, you know, a lot easier um, when you're when you're going through Scripture to actually look at what the words mean, right? So it says right here, then the Lord said, okay, and it's it's a capital, but basically it's utter to say. So the fact that they use this. Waynomer, it's it's actually in Hebrew, Wayomer, Wayomer. Then the Lord said, it doesn't say Yahweh says. It says the you know Wayomer. So it's basically letting us know that you know God was saying this. You know, this is the message of God ultimately. That that um, that you know when when the angels show up, it says the Lord appeared. Basically, His presence, right? His presence, and then then it sh- then it shows. You know, way Yomer is his spoken word. It's basically the 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 message had you know basically the God relayed the message through the angels, right? And so it says that the Lord spoke and uh, said, "I will surely return to you in the spring." So God is going to have his Shalia or his agent show up in the spring to, to Sarah, you know, so, and he does, I believe it's in Genesis 18, but you know, um, so anyway, if we go through this, it says the men, okay. It says, then the men set out from there. Okay. And they looked towards Sodom and Abraham went with them to see, to set them on their way. Um, the Lord said, shall I hide from Abraham what I am about to do? Seeing that Abraham shall become a great and mighty nation and all the nations of the earth shall bless themselves by him. No, for have chosen him, and he may charge his children and his household after him, who kept the way of the Lord by doing righteousness and justice, so that the Lord may bring Abraham what he has promised to him. You know, so, uh, you know, the men turned from there, it says in Genesis 18.22, and went to sw- towards Sodom, but Abraham still stood before the Lord. Okay, so... Um, Abraham still stood before the Lord. And if we look at the interlinear on this, and Abraham still stu- uh, stood before the Lord, it's Yahweh. Okay, so in the entrance, it talks about the Lord appeared, Yahweh. Okay, and then the angels are referred to as a as Adoni. Okay, Adoni, Adoni. There's still re- reference to, uh, when they pinpoint, when they circle when they actually zero in on these agents, they're Adoni. They're not actually Yahweh. So when it talks about Yahweh appeared, it's basically, like I said, the presence of God, you know, so you're standing in the presence of God, but when you zero in on what these presence of gods are, they're not actually Yahweh. So it lets us know that these are representatives, his Shalia Adoni. Okay. So he still, she still, you know, stood before the Lord and, um, and, and then, um, 
the Lord said, I will return to you in the spring, and Sarah, your wife, shall have a son. And Sarah was listening at the tent door behind him. Okay, so nobody thought that they were actually interacting with, Yo, you know, Yohevave himself. They, they knew that they were angels. Or, you know, a lot of people don't even think they're angels. They could have been, you know, just messengers from God, right? Could have been men because they were eating, right? And do angels actually eat? Well, you know, that they could have, they could have uh, took the form of men and they could have done whatever. They could have eaten, but maybe they didn't necessarily be nourished. You know, who knows? God can do anything, right? I'm not even going to project that. I don't know. So the fact of the matter is there are three men. It doesn't say, you know, three men in Yohebave or three men in Christ Jesus. For a Trinitarian to say this is Jesus Christ, again, this is just more desperation because he's not ever mentioned in the in the Old Testament clearly whatsoever. So now they're going to use a riddle to find him. So you'd have to be taught that Jesus preexisted and then find him. You couldn't just open the Bible, read the Old Testament, and even imagine Christ being alive. It's not possible. I mean, I suppose you could if you were, you know, just, you know, misled, um, so there's just no evidence of it. So that's why they have to refer to Jesus as an angel. And even then, they're trying to desperately patch it together, right? So the, the two men went out you know, towards so, so, uh, Sodom. And uh, the other one stays behind and basically tells Sarah. And then, then, he, then he departs also, okay? So um, after he, he uh, tells Sarah, uh, he basically... Um, it says, and the Lord went his way. You know, so if you look at Genesis 18, 13, the Lord went his way. Or actually, did I get that wrong? Uh, Genesis 18, 33, the Lord went his way. And if we go down to the interlinear on this, um, the Lord returned home, the Lord Yahweh. So Yahweh returned home. So it starts off in the beginning, the Lord appeared, okay, as the presence of Shalia. The presence of God is in the Shalia. Just like in, in other verses in the Bible that when a prophet was doing miracles, God had visited his people. They referred to the prophet, the fact that prophet was doing works, is God was actually there doing his works in, in through men, right? So Yahweh shows up, and that means he's in the presence of God, his, his agents, his divine representatives. And they refer to these, pinpoint these people as Adoni, okay? Adoni, they refer to them. And then Yahweh basically departs from from Abraham and from Sarah. So and then we go on to uh Genesis 19 where it says the two angels come to Sodom and Gomorrah in the evening and Lot was sitting in the gate of so Sodom. So you can go through this and when you look at the interlinear or or the for instance Bible Hub when it says the angels say, "Hey, we're going to destroy we're going to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah." Okay? We have been cut we have come here to destroy this place. It says right here in Genesis 19:12, then the men said to Lot, have you anyone else here, sons-in-laws, daughters, or anyone you have in the city, bring them out of this place for we are about to destroy the city. We, because the outcry against his people has become great before the Lord and the Lord has sent us to destroy it. Okay. So they're called the Lord. The Lord has sent us to destroy it. Okay, so they're, they're acting in unison. If you see me, you see the Father. He who sees me sees the one who sent me. Okay, so the angels are referred to Lord, and God himself is referred to as Lord. It's like a direct connection, right? Because God, remember, God dwells in unapproachable light. No man can see him or ha can ever see him. So his shalia are actually his divine agents that could be referred to as Yahweh himself. Now, do they think that Jesus, that 
do they think that these angels are God? No, they don't. But you know, at the time, they 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 didn't know God. I mean, they didn't know about God, right? Who knows? They could they could have thought the angel was God Almighty because, you know, they're present. They didn't know a lot about angels, right? I mean, I you know, it's just that the whole thing about God was very mysterious. You know, very uh, God was. Uh, he dwells in unapproachable light, so he creates angels to be his ministering spirits. So they knew that this was the presence of God, but I don't really think they had the uh, complete understanding that they were angels, right? And and they're you know they just understood that this was something sent from God, right? So they considered it God Himself. Um, so when it talks about in Genesis nineteen twenty four, for instance, it says, "Then the Lord." rained on Sodom and Gomorrah brimstone and fire from the Lord out of heaven. Again, 19 Genesis 19:24. Go to Bible Hub, go to Google for instance, okay? Go to Google, type in Genesis 19:24 space Bible Hub, okay? You can put this on pause later and do it. And then click enter, okay? And go to Bible Hub and go down towards the bottom where it has the Hebrew and look at what the words actually mean. Okay, what do the words actually mean? And so when it talks about Lord, okay, we can look at the word Lord when it says the Lord rained fire. Remember, the angel said, we are about to destroy this place. Okay, so, um, and it's referring to the Lord. So it says the Lord, Yahweh, Yohevaveh, Strong's 3068, rained down fire and brimstone on Sodom and Gomorrah from the Lord, Yohevaveh, Strong 03068 out of the heavens. Okay, so we're told that the angels are going to destroy the city. They destroyed it, and it says, The Lord rained fire, rained down fire and brimstone on Sodom and Gomorrah from the Lord out of heaven. So these angels, or whoever they are as ministering spirits or agents, his his messengers, are referred to as Yohevave. Okay. Okay, so that's very important to remember. So a Trinitarian will say, and, and this talks about two. It doesn't distinguish and say the Lord Yohevave and his his agent, you know, his angel or his agent. They're talking about these two angels, indistinguished as Yohevave. Okay, they're 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 the same. And so all three men were actually, when it says they showed up, Yohevave appeared in the presence. So it doesn't distinguish any of them to be Jesus, and it doesn't say that you know. Two of them were angels, and one of them was actually Yohevavi himself, right? So what do we get out of this? We get out of this that it's very important to understand the Jewish law of agency, the Shalia, like I've gone through in my other podcasts. And if Trinitarians understood the simple fact, then they would not be hunting for riddles of Jesus in the Old Testament and the New Testament. He did not pre-exist, okay? He did not pre-exist his own birth. You'll never find a single instance of Jesus in the Old Testament. You know, find one, a Trinitarian be honest with yourself, you know, be humble. Why do you think it is that nobody in the entire Old Testament speaks about Jesus Christ? Okay, so what are you trying to do? You're trying to tell me that you're going to go ahead, since you believe Jesus pre-existed, and that Jesus is Yohevave, you're going to go ahead and ram him in there and make him an angel of the Lord. Okay, so, so if we're going to do that, then words no longer have meanings. They assigned the angel, they didn't say Jesus, you know, they assign the angel of the Lord as messenger. I mean, are you ready? Are you really prepared? Because you can't find any evidence of of Jesus in the Old Testament. Now you're going to have him be a messenger. So, so God is his own messenger. Basically, is God decided, even though the Bible says God dwells in unapproachable light, 
no man can see God or has ever seen God, 1 Timothy 6.16. The Bible also says that no man has seen God or can ever see God. And God himself says, you can't see my face and live. But yet here is Jesus coming down in, in speaking to Abraham, actually having dinner or whatever, lunch. You know, as Yohevave, speaking face to face like a buddy. Okay? That's a major contradiction. I mean, you know, that's the thing that drove me away from Trinitarianism is it had too many contradictions. Here you got God himself saying that you can't see his face and live. No man has ever seen God or can see God screaming out, trying to tell you. And then you're going, no, Jesus is an angel of the Lord and they saw him. There's so many blunders and so many mental gymnastics in this, in this um, and, and contradictions in these statements that you might as well put your Bible down because it just does, it turns into... Uh, a freak show at this point. You know, you've got God, you can't see his face and live. You've got the Bible saying no man can see God. God dwells in unapproachable light. No man can see God or has ever seen God. And then you've got Jesus all of a sudden, bam, he shows up as the angel of the Lord or a messenger, right? And he's God himself. There's there's Abraham speaking to Yehovah, Jesus Christ, you know, before he even becomes incarnate. Okay? So, so there's so many... There's so many inconsistencies in this belief system that that it's not even worth having discussion with. When somebody bypasses the very truth and says, "Okay, I don't I don't care about these verses here." God, the blanket statements, you know, you can see the deception in Trinitarians when you say, "Okay, God Himself said you can't see His face and live," and they just shrug it off. Eh, well, you know, this over here, they just ignore it. They don't go, "Wow, that's that's a pretty awesome statement." where it says, God said you can't see his face and live. And wow, the Bible says over and over again, multiple places, that no man has seen God or can ever see God. But yet they they see in the Bible that it says, you know, so-and-so saw God. And so they go, oh, okay. And they don't understand what the meaning is. The understanding is they they saw the presence of God. They were in the presence of God. They experienced God. Just like the Bible, you know, if you say, do you see what I mean? It means to understand. So no man can see God's face and live. God created his shalia, his messengers, his malak, basically, agents, you know, angels to be his representatives, okay? So once you understand, Yahweh can refer to his agents, but they're not literally, it's figurative, okay? It's figuratively Yahweh. Just like in a spiritual world, if I said something, you know, they could they could say, hey, I appeared myself when when I send my... my um, guys to collect something they could say he's you know he appeared but it's not because i'm not a spirit right but when you refer to god the father as a spiritual being then when his malak show up or his shalia they're basically him okay they're his agents that's why it says yahweh appeared yohevave appeared you know but it was agents and they pinpoint like i was saying adoni adoni those are those are agents they're divine messengers of god okay so that's, it's kind of hard to understand because we're not using figurative versus physical understanding, right? So again, I can break it down. When it says Yahweh appeared, it's figurative. It basically means God's agents appeared. They're standing in the presence of his agents. So Yahweh appeared. Then he addresses them, you know, all three of them as Adoni. It doesn't say that they're God. It pinpoints them. And then the presence, it talks about the, you know, uh, God, God spoke Yohevave, basically it's saying that God's divine message was brought manifest through these Adoni, through these messengers to Joseph and his wife. Okay? And then when then when the messenger departs, 
Yohevave departs because you know that's the one who showed up. His messenger departs. You know he's 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 coming in the name of Yohevave. He departs, and then the angels say, you know, we're going to destroy the city. The the Hebrew is very clear that Yohevave destroyed the city. Well, we all know that there are two angels, right? So why are they called Yohevave? Well, it's because of agency. So it's hard if you don't have a Hebrew understanding or you're not open to what the Hebrew people believed, you know, Jewish people believed about the Shalia, and you're just stuck fast with Greek philosophy, okay? Because then it's going to really be confusing. You end up with God saying you can't see his face and live, but yet you see Jesus. You end up seeing, you know, God where he says, you know, I dwell in unapproachable light. No man has seen me, yet other people in the, in the Bible say they saw God. Now, a Trinitarian website like Got Questions will make this the case that Jesus is Yahweh, Okay. So, you know, what, what does it mean you can't... And they, they just ignore the contradiction, okay? But once you understand the Shalia, everything fits perfectly together. They're, that's why God created angels. Once you understand why God created angels to be his ministering spirits, then you'll have a better understanding of why God doesn't come down to earth, okay? So, I hope this has been beneficial. You know, maybe uh, just, just think on it, pray on it. There's a reason why God created Shalia. His agents, his malak, is because... He does dwell in unapproachable light. He doesn't interact with mankind directly, right? He does that through his shalia, his agents. God is too pure. Can you imagine an all-encompassing fire? Can you imagine the creator of the universe coming down and, and, and just interacting with man? I mean, the holiness of God would just completely blow you away. I mean, you wouldn't be able to... I don't think it's possible. I mean, I don't think it's possible that God himself, you know, could... You know, and not only that, but God says, I'm not a man. You know, Jesus was a man. And so I don't go off into the weeds. When God says you can't see his face and live, I go, okay. I'm not going to start looking for Christ in the Old Testament and say, no, Christ, you're God. You you have to be God. You know, and they saw his face for 33 years and, you know, hugged him and he died. And they st- it just, that becomes insanity. Okay, God, it doesn't say you can't see the Father's face and live. You can't see God's face and live. Okay. The Bible says no man has seen God or can ever see God, ever. No man has ever seen God or can ever see God. Remember, Jesus is up in heaven. He's in a glorified spiritual being. So I don't consider him to be a man anymore like we are. Even though it references Jesus as a man, that's because his life here on earth was a man. God God, uh, basically appointed a man, okay? He appointed Jesus. He appointed Jesus long before he became a spiritual entity, right? So, you know, Jesus was God's right-hand man. He was God's right-hand man, but he was not a God-man. And that's the critical difference. He was our representative. He was God's agent. And that's why Jesus always separated himself from God. So again, I hope this, uh, I hope this podcast has been beneficial. Go ahead and pull and you can pause and go through the scripture that I've given you. And you'll see what I mean. You know, it just takes a little bit of understanding uh, to, to understand what the words mean when it refers to the Lord and Yohevave and, and Adoni, okay, Adoni, Adoni. Look at, look at the Greek lexicons or Hebrew lexicon even and go to those verses on Bible Hub and just study and see for yourself. All right, well, God bless you and have a fantastic evening.